everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome. This week's episode is a little different than the other episodes that I've had in there, in here. Um, this week's episode is an interview that I did with Heidi Rumor, or that Heidi did with me. Heidi is the Fix Your Finance guru, um, and she did an interview with me for her community. And so I thought I would repurpose it and share it here. As I'm working this week diligently to bring the masterclass to life that is happening this Thursday, June 3rd at 7 p.m., the Empowered Discipline Masterclass. It's implementing consequences without guilt. It's all about building connected, compassionate environments that feel good and at the same time teaching the value of responsibility. So there's still time to sign up. Again, it is Thursday, June 3rd at 7 p.m. And you can sign up at Triple Impact, T-R-I-P-L-E, Impact, I-M-P-A-C-T, dot C-O slash masterclass. That's Triple Impact, dot C-O slash masterclass. So I hope to see you there. It's live on Thursday. If you aren't able to make the live class, you can still register and get the replay. So, all right, enjoy this week's interview um, that Heidi did with me. Hello, hello, we are live. I cannot tell if we're in my group or not. That's the only thing, but that's okay. I think we are. Uh, so I have the great pleasure of having Diane on, um, I almost said on the show, but, no. but uh, so Diane and I met through a coaching program that we were both in and Diane has always been the go-to parenting expert and just, you know, really helping us to understand our child's behavior and and really that has nothing to do with how our children are actually behaving, but it's a lot of inner work that we have to do on ourselves. And so I just always find any little snippet or any little, um, you know, you do your Tuesday, you know, Tuesday tips for us in our group. And I just always get so much value out of it. So I wanted to have you here to speak to the audience here on fitness and finance. And I think a lot of us, um, we have a lot of moms in the group. And I think this whole idea of conscious parenting, conscious discipline, for me, when I was first exposed to that, I had no idea what that even meant. I didn't realize that there was this whole way of teaching our kids and really learning ourselves um, and just really seeing 
the beauty and the behavior. So, which is okay. Diane's podcast. So we'll have to uh, make sure we, we talk more about that. But Diane, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah, how did you, t- t- tell us about your background. All right. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. This is really exciting because I just am really passionate about um, giving this message um, wherever I can and planting seeds um, wherever the opportunity arises. So thank you so much. Um, So yeah, uh, conscious parenting, conscious discipline, I came into it um, after experiencing um, parenthood. (laughs) And it did not go the way I had envisioned it. Um, It was a real struggle. And I was also a teacher and I was burning out as a teacher, um, just all these behaviors coming into the classroom. And it was even more difficult dealing with it at home with my own kids, because that's way personal. Um, And so I started one day, I thought, you know, seems like there's got to be something else to this. And as soon as I just opened that tiny door of curiosity, conscious discipline came into my life. Um, And so I started learning really. And what intrigued me was that it helped me understand myself, um, why I would engage in some of the behaviors I do or, you know, do some of the things I do. Um, Because, you know, sometimes I had me thinking, why do I do this stuff? I know it's, I don't want to be doing it, but why do I do it? Um, And so it started really helping me understand that and then understanding others' behaviors, children's behaviors. And so I implemented it into my life, into my classroom, and it completely changed my parenting style, my teaching style, um, the classroom just the culture there um, just completely changed and people noticed that. And so then eventually I became um, the behavior specialist in our program, our early childhood program to teach other teachers and staff the same approach. So um, about a year ago, I left that program and now I'm focusing my full-time attention on um, helping parents Um, understand this uh, concept and how to implement it into their lives. Um, Because I have had such a profound change in my relationships that um, I just think everybody, I want everybody to have the opportunity to know it, you know, to know it's there. Um, And that's what I love is that you're taking your 30 years experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, hopefully, like I'm not, um, I'm not wrong in that. But you know, experience in a classroom where you have not only your, you know, your own as a parent, you have your own experiences with parenting your children, but having to parent other people's children and really see things that parents don't necessarily see or they're not aware of, and really being see a such a diverse. I'm sure amount of personalities and learning challenges and ability yeah. and, yeah. and really being able to navigate that. So I love that your experience really started in the classroom and then you were able to bring it back to your own, um, to your own parenting and then now share it with other parents as well. So I just think it's so, it's so cool when you're able to gather those skills and then share them with the world. You have the skills, let me tell you, oh my gosh, every time, <laughs> Oh, anyways, okay, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about like what 
is conscious parenting or conscious discipline. Because yeah. yeah. it's like new terminology to me. I'd never. Right. Yeah, it's like, what the heck is that? And it's such a broad thing. Um, so this is how I describe it. Um, and, you know, there's different words, too. There's conscious parenting, conscious discipline, mindful parenting, aligned parenting. You know, it all really means um, that it's a relationship-based practice, which means the focus, our attention is focused on the relationship and providing this feeling of security and connection within that relationship and using problem solving to meet the needs of, of all rather than using, I don't know, threats and lectures and punishment and rewards to control behavior. Um, we're really uh, focusing more. It, this is my mission. <laughs> Let me say that. This is my mission. So it's really about having a different type of relationship with our children. Um, and most of us, whether we know it or not, most of the time we don't know it, really we have relationships that are really driven through judgment and blame and the other person needs to change. Um, and so that's what I want to heal those relationships and bring it to um, more of building relationships through that are driven through acceptance and compassion and a willingness to to grow and to to learn. Um, and really, that is about taking radical responsibility to get to that place. <laughs> Oh, Diane and I were on a call earlier with a bunch of amazing, powerful women. And it was so funny because and maybe like Diane's perspective would be will be very different than mine because of the work that you're doing. But something came up and one of the women had mentioned how her mom triggers her. And and I I completely resonated with that. And it was like, yeah, my mom triggers me in this way. And then somebody else said, well, my mom triggers me in this way. And in that moment, you could see that even though we're all, you know, most, I think everybody with the exception of maybe one person in that group, we were all mothers ourselves. We really, in that moment, showed that we're still daughters and we are still going through that experience of being a daughter and maybe healing some of those wounds. And so I just found it so interesting that, you know, we're we still can see that little scared girl sometimes it comes out. And and one of the things that you had said was taking radical responsibility. It's not that your mom triggers you. It's you're allowing that behavior to trigger you. It's not has nothing to do with your mom. It's you. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like our children. Right. And when Easton, my oldest, is having a meltdown, you know, and I'm triggered from that, I could say he's triggering me. And like, for me, a lot of the times it's where if we're in public, like, oh no, what does this mean about me as a mom? You know, I'm gonna bother other people, whatever the case may be, it has nothing to really do with, like, what is he trying to communicate to me in this moment? And how can I 
either meet those needs or hold a boundary with him. Um, because a lot of times it's those boundaries, right? And just trying to figure out what they are. And that's why I'm kind of all over the place with this comment. But I think what was really interesting about this morning that we that we kind of all discovered collectively was this taking that radical responsibility. And I'm not talking about, you know, you have a teenage son that goes and breaks into somebody's car, right? And taking radical responsibility for that. But you could also, you can take responsibility for your feelings. Your feelings often become your behavior to that situation. So I don't know, maybe you want to touch a little bit about that, if that was a question. I don't even know, but. Yeah, yeah. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. So the radical responsibility I'm talking about is radical responsibility for the emotional part of us and emotional awareness is i believe the missing link it's what's missing from our traditional way of relating um, in our relationships and discipline um, it doesn't take into account the other person how they're feeling why in in the interesting thing about it is that behavior is driven from emotion. Um, it's driven from the inside, but we see all the external behavior and we make it about us because of our fear of judgment. And we grew up fearing judgment. So our traditional discipline really is grounded in fear of judgment to get to gain compliance. And one of the problems with that is that we now know through neurology and brain research and all that, um, is that uh, fear, what fear does is it pushes us down to the very lowest part of our brain, the very primitive part of our brain, which is the survival state. And when we're in the survival state, whether it's us or our kids or whoever it is, the only skills we have are flight, fight or freeze. Mm. And so when you think of it like that, we are part of the problem. We're constantly pushing our kids down to the survival state and then they're acting out um, because their brain is telling them this is a threat. You got to survive. Um, but, you know, years and ages and ages ago, the threat was, um, you know, the saber tooth tiger or whatever. And, and we needed that part of our brain to actually physically survive. Right. But in our modern world, the threat is for a child could be an angry adult. That's always a threat to a child. Um, and the threat to adults are a disrespectful child. <laughs> so we're all in this survival state. Um, and I think so, it's, it's so interesting because I know for for Lee and I, we're not we're not yellers. Like we yell, we can yell. But I would say our go-to is is to be more reasonable and to try to figure out like what's happening in the situation. But what I've been finding, and especially during like we're in our third lockdown here, I think we're we've all just been together for a really long time, and there hasn't been that break. Um, and so I feel like for us, I've noticed just the patience level has really changed over the last like few months. And even last night we were trying to get the kids because now it's getting warmer out 
and they're just outside playing after dinner. Um, and we haven't done a great, and now I can see this, like we haven't done a great job with setting the boundary. We're almost using the fear of, okay, it's time to come in. If you don't come in, then blah, 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 whatever the consequence is. And they're not like, they're, it's like a blatant disregard for it. And then it's like, how dare, like that authority, like, how dare you disrespect me? Because I, I then go back to when I was a little girl and it was like, I would have never spoken to my parents the way that sometimes my kids speak to me. And I'm like, what are we doing wrong as parents? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. So we grow up with this fear of judgment. So now we're, you know, trying to be whatever we're supposed, we think we're supposed to be right for approval, for, for acceptance. Um, Because that was the message when, you know, we, get lectured and we do what you just said, um, do this or else this is gonna happen. Um, that's a punishment. Uh, we, we now change the words to make it more socially acceptable. So we call it a consequence. Um, but if we're using it as a threat over them, unless you do this, this is what's gonna happen. It's a punishment um, and that doesn't feel safe. And so they're disregarding it because they're trying to, uh, th- that doesn't feel safe to them. Um, and there was something else you said that I was going to go to, and now I can't remember what it was. I should write, <laughs> I should write those, okay. those comments down. Um, I think for me, it's that, and maybe this is, this is what I said that might spark your, your, your memory of what you wanted to say, but it really is that, like, what are they not listening? Like, I said, I'm the mom, I said no, or I'm saying stop, or I'm saying enough, like, come in. And it's like this blatant disregard for it. And I know that that would have never happened. Like, obviously, my parents disciplined us differently than how we are disciplining our children. And I just feel like, not that their wrong, their way was wrong. They weren't abusive or anything like that. It was just, it was very much fear-based punishment. And I think that was very common of that time, you know, getting grounded or whatever the case may be. And there's a time and place maybe for that. But I just feel like without raising my voice, without that consequence, how do you how do you get them to act the way that you want them to? And it's like, it's time to come in and go to bed. <laughs> okay. Well, how do I get them to? I know you're going to dissect that. Says, um, how do I control them? Mm-hmm. And so that leaves you feeling powerless, right? Because if I have to get my child to do what I want them to do, that's impossible, really. We don't control other human beings and the belief in our culture and our pre-programmed belief is adult or parents are to control their children and make them behave. And that was the message of the classroom too. Teachers are to make those children behave. Right. Um, and it causes an enormous, enormous amount of stress because one, we really don't control another human being. The only one we can change is ourself. Mm-hmm. So it leaves us powerless. And when we feel powerless, 
we will blame and attack the other person, yeah. you know, whether that's verbally or with threats or punishment. And I think we still do punish children. We've just packaged it in a little bit different way. Um, we use the word consequences. We use rewards. Um, and here's the deal with that. When we say you do blank um, or let's see, if you if you don't clean your room, then or if you don't come in from outside, then you're not going to have any screen time or whatever. So whatever you put in that first blank loses value and whatever you put in that second blank raises value. So now screens have an enormous value because that is what we hold hostage, right? Mm. If you don't do this, I'm going to take your screen time away. Um, and so a lot of times it's chores or things like that. And that becomes less valued. It becomes like something I'm being forced to do. And if I don't do it, then I get things I enjoy taken away from me. Well, that feels really crappy. I would say, if you don't eat all this ice cream, <laughs> right? We always say <laughs> that we want them to stop doing like- Then that's just manipulation. Yeah. And that's not good either. <laughs> But really what those what those things tell it lectures, rewards, punishments, really the message behind them is you need to change. Yeah. You need to be different. You know better or which means you should already know this. And it plants those seeds of you're not enough. Mm. And over time it's kind of says you're not enough in this moment. You need to be different in this moment. And over time, those moments add up to, I'm not good enough. Wow, that's so powerful. And we we disconnect from the that part of that truly, that most authentic part of ourselves because we got the message that it should be different. And so then we start seeking that outside approval for the rest of our life. <laughs> Unless we consciously learn and practice new ways. So perfect segue. If you're willing to share, what would be, instead of me saying, if you don't come in from outside, I will take away your screen time, which they don't really, the, whatever the consequences, what would be a different way to frame that to still have that desired outcome that it's time to come inside and go to get ready? So to we change the question rather than saying, how do I get my kids to come in from outside? Um, we change the question to how, how can I teach my child? How can I teach my children that, um, eight o'clock, it's inside time. Outside time is this to this. How do I teach them that this to this is outside time? Um, so then it kind of puts you in the position, rather than being the victim of, I can't go listen. I'm a victim to my children because they won't come in from outside and now I can't get them to bed. I mean, that's a victim. Yeah. And so that just even switching that question 
puts me in the role of now I'm the creator. How can I create a more better understanding of um, when outside time is? Mm. So I'm not going to tell you do this and what now they're coming in from outside, but it's really more about um, taking responsibility for really how your internal world, your thoughts, your feelings, and how in your actions. So how I feel about my children not coming in isn't about my children. It's, a, it's about me. And if it triggers me, it's about my thoughts about them not coming in. So what's the story you're telling yourself when they're not coming in from outside? That they don't listen, they won't listen to me. That they're, you know, I'm not the authoritative, you know, because I know like in my head, I know if they don't come in, then bedtime is going to get pushed. Then there's going to be likely a meltdown that's going to happen. And then bedtime is going to be a disaster. And what happens if all that happens? What's the story you're telling yourself? That I'm a shitty mom. There you go. And the neighborhood's going to hear my kids like. <laughs> and the whole neighborhood's going to know you're a shitty mom. That's oh, it. Diane, you're like a therapist. I love <laughs> That's it. And you know what? When we become emotionally aware and build that emotionally intelligence, we are all going to be our own therapist. Okay. So I intuitively, I knew where you were going with this because I've, I've spent some time doing this. Okay. So I know that I'm not a shitty mom. I know that that's not what's happening. So if I can be aware of that, again, I still, so, so is it setting boundaries around that outside time that's clearly established instead of saying, if you don't come in, then it's more of, okay, when we go outside, we're going outside from six to seven. And then at seven o'clock, we're going to come in and we're going to whatever. Yeah. So, okay. So if you remember at the beginning, when I explained what conscious parenting was in that relationship-based practice and providing security and connection within that relationship and using problem solving to get the needs of all met. So when you can own that, this trigger is mine and it's mine to deal with in this moment and then also work on the healing of that outside this moment. When you own that, then you come into your conscious mind rather than that pre-programming. And you're using the highest part of your brain, which is your prefrontal lobes, which is where you get all of your brilliance. You will be able to problem solve that and you will be able to start going okay so yes boundaries huge part huge part of what i teach so the biggest parts of my program are emotional awareness and boundaries mm. because that is what will bring calm to our overwhelm our our being drained um the chaos in our life the, the feeling of out of control and um boundaries bring clarity and we need clarity. Our children need clarity. They're, otherwise, they're so confused. 
And oftentimes, I'm, we so we go back to the traditional way, which I'm not saying, I'm kind of contrasting them just to give us an idea. I'm not saying one is wrong because it just is, it's not wrong. Um, but when we, um, we weren't really taught boundaries because it's, it's based in control and compliance. So we've been controlled all our life. And then I don't know what magical age we're get to. And now we're supposed to be in control. Yeah. And, and so we all, we've really never, most of us really never learned to set healthy boundaries. The way we set boundaries is you do this or this yeah. is going to happen. We threaten people to stay within our boundaries. And that really shows we value aggression. We value payback. And we also are not in control of that boundary if we're relying on other people to hold it for us. Like if you're right, they don't do it, then the boundary is crossed, which means that all the control that you're trying to have, you're actually giving to the other person instead of you holding it yourself. Right. So it's it's kind of backwards. A lot of a lot of it when you get into this is all backwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we try to control everything and but we're out of control of ourselves. So when we start to learn to manage ourselves, we actually are in control of ourselves and then other things fall into place because our boundaries really we think of boundaries as something I'm doing to someone. And here's the other part of that. We were also taught never to upset anybody. Yeah. Well, if we are taking care of other people's feelings, we will not be able to set a boundary because it's impossible. You can't take care of their feelings and set a boundary. Mm. Oftentimes they are not going to like the boundary. And then you have the opportunity to help them learn about that emotion and how to regulate it. And, and we're really teaching ourselves this too, because like I said, emotional awareness was left out of um, our traditional discipline. You know, it just, we just didn't know. Um, and now we do. And so we're really teaching ourselves now um, about to become emotionally aware and responsible. Um, and as we're, as we're teaching ourselves, we're teaching our children. Um, so, so yeah. And that is really how we teach responsibility. People are always like, how do I teach responsibility to my children? Um, and it really is about taking responsibility yourself and becoming aware of it. Cause we think, well, I'm responsible. I have a job. I provide for everybody. I'm doing everything for everybody. In fact, <laughs> and you know, yes, we're responsible for, you know, and we provide, you know, all the things our children need except emotional support because we didn't receive emotional support. So that is kind of left out and that is where we're going now. Yeah. I love it. And it's so funny because, you know, you'll often hear somebody say, well, I grew up this way and I'm okay. And it's like, really, are you though? Like, are you really okay? Because I'm seeing you yelling at your kids and you know what I mean? It's coming out. Yeah. And I think it's really, really difficult sometimes to look at ourselves. Uh -huh. 
we want to blame it on other people, on our mothers, <laughs> a lot of times, um, on our kids. I mean, we blame our kids for how they're acting and then we want to know how to teach them responsibility. Well, we're not, we're accidentally teaching them to blame and, and to find fault in others. Um, or we're telling them to stop yelling and we're yelling at them to stop yelling. Right, right. So essentially we're modeling the things we don't want them to do, but we're not, we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really coming into that realization of really being aware of your own behavior. And so I always remember the, the moment that I discovered that I was not aware of my own behavior. And it was on a Friday night, sitting in our family room. I was reading a book about conscious discipline and my husband was watching TV and I looked up at him from the book and I'm like, I think, I think I'm controlling. And he's like, and I mean, he was very, you know, very kind about it, but he's like, hmm. And I knew in that moment, I'm like, you can see that I'm controlling. And then I realized, oh, so if you can see that, other people can see that. And I don't mean like the whole world, but, you know, people that were close to me, the people I love the most, who I was trying to control. Um, and I thought, wow, you all can see that. I, and I don't see my own behavior. That was a, that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, so that started my journey on, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> I gotta learn about this. Um, and it has really brought me so much freedom. Um, and they're micro steps. You know, we also traditionally too wanna go from A to Z. You know, okay, I'm gonna stop doing that. Now I'm gonna do all this. It doesn't work that way. Um, it's really micro shifts, small, tiny shifts in our mindset and the way we think that brings about the change and our relationships flourish. And the beautiful thing about it is that nobody else has to do a thing. And I've lived this, I've experienced it. Every relationship in my life changed and nobody else was learning conscious parenting or conscious discipline or doing anything different. I just showed up different and wow. it just changed everything. It's so wild and it will often you know, especially when I'm working with people's finances, right? And they'll say, but my husband is the spender or, you know, and I'm the saver or vice versa. You know, how am I ever going to get them to be on the same page? And it's like, you just start and they'll, they'll model you. They'll start to see the results and they will actually model that behavior. And I know that's something that you talk about too is, you know, going through your programs. It's not necessarily that you both need to be on the same page. It's once you start seeing how your child is responding to you, they're going to start to notice and they're going to want to, to really up level their own game. Right. Because of what they're experiencing through you. Right. It just, it impacts them. Our, how we show up in a relationship impacts others, whether we're conscious of that or not. And it, it, and we don't do it to get them to change either. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, it's, it's like I was saying before, it's hard to look within ourselves. We want to blame others, but here's what to remember. If you can catch yourself blaming somebody, that means there's pain there. Mm -hmm. 
Blame means there's pain and you are going to stay stuck in it. You cannot move forward if you're blaming and trying to tell somebody else they need to change. Yeah. Wow. So. That's so powerful. And Diane, I know we could talk like. <laughs> I know I could talk about this all day. It's my favorite subject. No, but it wasn't mine. But when I hear you frame it the way that you do, it makes me it it makes me more encouraged that there's hope, right? That that my children are not just defiant. They're they're just actually communicating to me in what I'm probably projecting. So yeah, and and this is what I want everybody to know too, every parent out there, that you are enough and that your child's behavior isn't because of you. Mm. We, 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 we want to make it about us. It's not. It's not about you. You are, I don't believe in bad parents. Mm -hmm. I do believe that a lot of us are hurting parents. Mm. But I really want people to know that they're not alone and that I really want to open up the conversation to start talking about the things that we don't really want to talk about because we think, oh my God, I must be a horrible person. Well, you start talking about them and everybody else is like, oh yeah, me too. Like, you know, like I don't like being with my kids because, you know, it feels icky because they trigger all of these different things in us and, and that's okay. It's not because you're bad. Yeah. So I just really want parents, you know, and I think a lot of times parents don't want to do this work because they're afraid of what they're going to find out. Yeah. And I promise you, you are a beautiful, beautiful being and change is possible. Mm -hmm. oh, possible. I love that. So Diane, I know you have a podcast, Beauty in Behavior. So everybody mm -hmm. get that on iTunes, Spotify, I'm sure everywhere you yep. can download yep. It's available. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if somebody wants to find you, work with you. I, I think you have a workshop coming up. Yeah. Time. So um, I have a website, um, dianesorensen.net, and you can find all, a ton of information on there. I've got free resources on there. Um, so check that out. Um, also, my podcast stuff is on there. So you can find it there too. Um, I have. Um, Yes, a workshop coming up, and I'm really excited about this. Um, it's called Empowered Discipline, Implementing Consequences Without Guilt. So I love that. It will be all about um, being able to, learning about uh, addressing conflict, like you were talking about, addressing that thing with the outside, addressing conflict in meaningful ways, um, how to teach our children responsibility and implementing consequences without guilt. So I'm really excited about it. Um, so yes, that will be June 3rd. Um, and if people can't join it live, there will be a replay and I'm, you can find me on Instagram, um, at Diane underscore Sorensen underscore. There's a link there, um, for that masterclass and yeah, all the stuff. Amazing. So I will drop all of that in the comments below as soon as we get off. Um, so Diane, thank you so much. You are, I know you've impacted my life. Um, in, and I haven't even taken your program. So <laughs> I, I can't even wait. I just, 
need to have a little bit more capacity. Um, but you know, you are just such a bright light when it comes to all of this. And it, for me, it really, it's not just about my relationship with my children. It's about all of the relationships and how really regulating myself and making sure that I'm not trying to control situations. It's all I can do is control how I am reacting has been so transformative even just for me and, and a lot of your free stuff. So I can only imagine what working with you would be like. Um, so I will be there June 3rd. Hopefully um, a lot of you will join us on June the 3rd. I will drop the link um, and find Connect with Diane on Instagram. And just thank you so much for taking time to speak with us all today. Thank you so much, Heidi. No problem. Okay, bye right, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at diansorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the beauty and behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you and we'll talk again soon.